Welcome to another Meathead Hippie Podcast. I am your host, Emily. Emily Schramm, sometimes pronounced shrooms. This is the hippie version of Meathead Hippie, although they are all a little mix of both, as we all are. <laughs> I wanted to just talk about a thought and then jump right into this beautiful podcast with Steph Jagger. Steph Jagger is an author, a writer, an intuitive coach. She is the creator of The Great Big Journey. She did this beautiful book that she basically spent a year traveling around the world, getting the most vertical feet skied. It, it, this, it's all nuts. So she's been on the podcast before. Look at her bio below, but also just like dive in on some goodness with Steph Jagger talking about writing. That's their, our podcast today is just processing writing incubating ideas, pushing ideas out into the world. She's hosting a writing workshop for Platform Daily People tomorrow, Saturday. So if you missed it, that's okay. We always record and it's going to be incredible. So thrilled to have her and I'm excited to have you guys listen in on what she has to say today, but mostly this thought of long form conversation. And I just want you to think about this in your own life where I do believe our attention span has become so constricted and so diluted and small. And it's a byproduct of our technology and our usage of technology. And it's really interesting to kind of be aware of it because it helps us understand maybe not necessarily for you, but for teenagers and kids and how it might be changing development. It's really important. And so I love this idea of this podcast bringing back and always kind of keeping long form conversation where you just are in one place for a little bit longer. And you think of kind of how long we have to have, have a capture of somebody's, somebody's attention. And you are the person that you can learn this about the most, because when you're on social media, Notice how fast you change or scroll or move to the next thing. And sometimes even songs, we just kind of skip, 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 skip. And I do believe it's directly tied to our inability to sit still and be present and, and get rid of some of this anxiety that we have and start to feel a little bit more. So just a thought as you're listening to a conversation with Steph and I, you know, when I think of why I love this podcast so much, it's because I get to have long form conversations and I just think it's really interesting to notice where in my life I'm speeding things up and if that's healthy or not, it's maybe not good nor bad, just an observation. Okay. Enjoy Steph Jagger. And then for our other interview today, it is the ode to the coconut. So take a look at the second podcast. Once you finish listening to us, have a beautiful day. <laughs> I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show. Steph Jagger, welcome back to Meathead Hippie. I love talking to you. Oh, feels good to be back. Yay. Um, I thought, you know, I'm thinking of so many different angles of your talents and your skill sets and where this interview can go. But I think the best place to jump in is where all of us need to explore more of, we're all interested in doing this more, or we know we should be doing this more. It's just that the idea of getting our head onto paper, 
or onto a laptop in so many different forms and ways and writing. And the process of writing is something you do so well. You also do everything so well. So I am so just thrilled to talk to you about being in your, your body, right. Being in your whole self and then translating that into a creative outlet. So I want to just jump in and talk about your process of writing and you as a writer and the beautiful things that come from putting yourself on paper. Yeah. Yeah. I just like immediately things come to mind. You know, I've been thinking a lot about this and, and about my journey into creativity and I think, especially I think about, I think about you and I think about your journey in creativity and, and the, the audience of people listening. And I will honestly say that I think the journey of creativity for me started with physicality, with, with the ski trip I took, which was really a, a year long practice of being in my body, because I don't know that we have access to our mental narratives, our emotional lives, the breadth and depth of what's available to us from a spiritual component, unless there's some initial grounding in, in our bodies. And I, and I don't necessarily mean like the type of activity and physicality that can leave us like disassociated in adrenaline land. <laughs> I mean, the type right. that really gets us into like, oh, that's what motion feels like in my body. That's what um, restfulness feels like that's what a surge of, of energy feels like, you know, et cetera. So when I talk about my journey into writing and accessing creativity, like that's the starting point for me. And, and then once I've got a grounding, at least in some component in my body, then then what for me, my journey was that allowed me to access what I'd call like my mental narratives. Like exactly what you said at the beginning of this, like, oh, we should all just be getting like what's in our heads out on the page, right? And that can be cathartic, that can be totally eye-opening, that can be freeing. There's so much that can be like, I didn't know I had voices that were self-righteous and what, you know, there's so much that can come out of that initial embodiment and then moving to like, how do I even get this stuff that's in my head out? And then from there, you kind of spiral into like the emotional and spiritual creativity, the stuff that then once you've got a clear physical channel, once you've, you've excavated the, like um, that, those mental narratives that aren't really your true voice, then you can be a channel for the emotional and spiritual and larger, larger than you stuff that wants to come through. Cause it's so ready to come through, <laughs> right? Oh, it's so waiting for us to just it's, get our head out of the way. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. always there. It's always waiting for us. It's, it's always available. And also like no rush, like we've got to do that mental and, and physical work to mm -hmm. clear the container and be in the container um, for that other stuff to come through. But, um, I, I, that was the doorway in for me was how do I exist in my body and how do I clear, how do I use writing 
to clear the mental space. Like anytime early days in writing for me, anytime before I was going to sit down and actually really try and write, I would journal to like, it was a process I called skimming the fat. It was like getting all the noise and the chatter and the, I shouldn't be and the ego and the whatever. So I could access something a little bit bigger. I love that too, because it's this idea of finale like oh I get through a certain point and then I'm a constant channel or I'm a constant um you know clear source of writing this abundant creativity that's moving people and magic and light working you know and it's just never that case it's literally this consistent feeling of where things need to be moved do I need to move my body do I need to get this out do I need to write this out do I need to clear more space? Is there a reason I'm blocked? Do I need to sage this out? You know, where's the space, including just taking out the trash in order for a new poem to come through? Quite literally, you know, there's so much of that that is just this continuous process that that's the beauty of it. But I think that that's where people get so stuck of like assuming that there's this other side of it where it's just kind of flowing and consistent and constant instead of it being very much respecting the ebbs you know we love the flows (laughs) but we have zero respect for the ebbs just because we don't know how to respect it it feels like stuck it feels like uh resistance it feels like you know trapped and that it's never going to go away but it is just literally that that whole that is is exactly it and that's that's what I was going to say is is you know once you are doing that work of the clearing of the physical container and the skimming the fat of the mental container, et cetera, to access something larger. Like it doesn't just, you don't do that work just once. <laughs> you don't spend six months doing that work and you're like, boom, got it, mastered. You know, things happen. It's, you know, look, take this year, for example. Like I had to go to a whole other level of learning how to exist in my body um, and the mental narratives and the, and the emotional, like clearing of emotional channels of like, oh, there's, I can't run away from that thing. I was trying to not feel emotionally. So anymore because of COVID. So, so let me clear that too. Like this is a, I really do believe there's a constant stream of energy to to, which we can co-create with that's available to us all the time, but we move in and out of our humanity in these really um, beautiful cycles of, okay, is it time for me to do a physical clearing, a mental clearing, an emotional or spiritual clearing? And then how do I get back into the work? And then how do I, you know, come back out when, um, when I'm ready to, so that I can rest and replenish. And, um, you know, I feel like that's been a lot of, a lot of this year for me, I'm just about to dive back into a, a period of fruitfulness. I won't call it productivity. I'll call it fruitfulness, ripeness. You know, there's lots of stuff there. But that also required, um, part of it is COVID related, but but it also required a period of, you know, six to nine months of not so much going on from a creative standpoint, like that underground winter restfulness, you know? Uh. Yeah. yeah, I relate to this so much. This is so beautiful too, because a few days ago, you know, as we're kind of moving into this airy season and the start of this beautiful new year, it's like you can literally feel the heat if you tap into it. Like it is 
building and it's exciting, but if we don't channel that in a way that is productive, right, it's incredibly destructive. So I think all of us who have been in this hermit slash questioning slash somewhat confusion, that's the best place to be because it means we're not just outputting what we don't know, what we don't understand, right? And I think it feels like stuck, but it's actually this beautiful start of now this is coming through this fire in the sky. What are we going to do with it? What can we transform with it? And this winter has been, it feels so long, right? It feels if we can very much look at it from a big picture, it's like a blip in time, but when we're in it, oh my God, it's dark and long and like confused, you know, it's just heavy. Right. So the more we share that it's helpful for people to not feel like they're on an Island. So I, I love that you said that because it's so true how we are moving into something, uh, that is so fruitful. And it was so crazy because, you know, Maui is just like this magical place that I, I really can't quite process it because it has so many physical manifestations of creativity that I'm learning in a new way. And I was at my little favorite coffee shop and there was this beautiful tree that was kind of like a birch color, but bright yellow, almost like daffodils. That was the only thing on it. And they just started falling. Mm. And I was like, what is this tree? So I used my picture, this app that I'm just in love with because it's so handy. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh, you know everything. This is my favorite app in the world. And it was a golden trumpet tree. Mm. And it said one day a year or whenever winter ends, all of the leaves, all the flowers fall. And it was just this moment of like complete, uh, I was so emotional. I was like, oh my God, winter has ended Uh like winter. And it's not definitive. There's trickles and there's phases and transitions, but oh my God, winter is ending. You know, all of us, I think are feeling that it's like, we can get out of our cave, which also I want to kind of move into of this idea of when we're in that cave, sometimes getting out of that cave is terrifying. It's a little extra terrifying, right? It's a little extra. Oh my God, the light is bright. Light's bright. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a slow thing. You know, there's so much that you've said there that, that idea of, you know, for me, when I feel stuck, blocked writing wise or creativity wise, to me, that just means, oh, more gestation. Like I don't have all the information yet for this thing to be born, for me to move into a phase of fruitfulness, right? So so that's okay. I need to just, you know, stay while everything coalesces and gathers. The other thing you said, you know, th- this idea of like, this has been an, an especially long winter, you know, for all of us. And... And for me, I get really, really excited because when there has been a big winter, a, a, a large period of, of um, underground work happening, what that tells me is that the, the what is being birthed is also big. And I think for a lot of us, there's there's a double, there's something happening in two ways because of what's gone on this year, I think we're really recreating ourselves as well as the, the honey we bring into the world, the writing, the businesses, the different things. And it's, it's this double like, oh, I'm, I have to rethink who I am. And that means I kind of need to rethink, you know, what my business is or what the offerings are or the way in which I'm writing. And, 
And I haven't experienced a time in my life, at least, that that has had that kind of bigness to it. Um, yes. And so that 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 sometimes mm. brings me a, a feeling of solace when it's like, oh my gosh, this hasn't ended yet. Like I'm still in the darkness. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it brings me like, oh, that's okay. Oh. What that means is what's coming, what's arriving, and what's becoming ripe is is really, really. Um, substantial and beautiful and big and and not to worry like it, I just, it just needs a bit of extra time yeah yeah that's so beautiful and so I'm just gonna be the story I'm gonna just share stories while you like drop the knowledge for people so this is so amazing too because yesterday I got this little mermaid tattoo on my foot it was on page 32 of my book yeah. it was like on March 2nd I'm 32 32 I'm like looking at my foot and it was like, it spoke to me. It was like, balance me out, put this on your foot. I'm like, holy shit. So I got a tattoo very impulsively, but it has never felt so right. Yeah. Long story. I get this tattoo and he says, you have to stay out of the ocean for two weeks. I'm like, two weeks? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is, if you would have told me that before, I would have not been able to do this. There's no way this is like, the ocean is therapy, right? That's why you're in Maui is just consistent mm -hmm. cleansing and take it and bring it in with the waterfall, take it out with the, with the ocean, you know? And so it's been funny because it's like, okay, clearly I'm supposed to wait. And I don't know why, but I'm supposed to wait. And yesterday was the first day I got back in the water. It was like this magical moment of like, I have been waiting and I'm going to get ah. back in. I felt like a mermaid. It felt like mm -hmm. initiation, mm -hmm. you know, it was just gorgeous and mm -hmm. beautiful and getting comfortable free diving. And, and it came in as I'm under the water of, I just said, I was, I was like, I have to Google this. As soon as I get to my phone, I was like in the middle of the ocean. I'm like, I wonder how long the gestation period of an orca is because that's what I feel like. And I, I looked at it and I was like, this is exactly it. It's the, the longest gestation of a mammal is the orca. And it's so long, but also you think of the power of the orca and that yeah. energy that is being yeah. brought in the genius behind it. All of us are experiencing that. So that was my animal Googling yesterday wow. was all about the orca gestation and how it is truly this idea of why are we trying to push us, push this out of us too yeah. soon? Right. It's there. Yeah. It's coming. It's, yeah. it's close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting. This also reminds me, you know, just thinking about you on these, on these islands in the very, very, very far West is, is I think it was, I, I don't know if it was a specific person or if it's just Egyptian kind of saying, et cetera, but um, I've, I've been doing a deep dive on a lot of Egyptian stuff and, and there's something along the lines of like all initiations uh, occur on an island in the west <laughs> that um, couldn't be more accurate yeah it's yeah so and it, I think it, it's part of like where the sun rises and where the sun sets and how mm -hmm. it cycles through you know there's there's a, a big kind of east-west contingent in in their burial practices and in their beliefs about resurrection yeah. and initiation and in any case that that quote because I live on an island in the west I feel like that I that's really stuck with me um that, and that's what this is. It's it's a continued, for me, the cycles of creativity are a continued um, cycling through initiation. That's like exactly the, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, when I'm coming in, a, in, an, in and out of caves, when I'm, you know, all of that is, oh, what is the next initiation 
But I think we're just always on not only the edge of creation of the things that we make or the offerings we give to the world, the energy we give to the world, but of ourselves. Like, I just think it's always happening. And these cycles happen, you know, daily. And they also happen, you know, weekly, monthly, annually, et cetera. But to be, to be, that's a really big question for me, just in life as well as creative life is at what stage of the initiation am I in and how do I honor that place instead of try and get to a next place or suspend the initiation, which usually leads to kind of stagnancy or stuck or, you know, that's a tough place to be. And then they look at the layers of what initiation for what part of you, (laughs) you know, sometimes there's like multiple things unraveling all at once where there's a four month cycle and then a six month cycle and then a year cycle and then a 10 year cycle. And you, it's almost, if we don't zoom out enough and that's why writing is so important. It's the date keeping, it's the energetic timestamps of some of these phases that if we don't track it, it is completely missed because we're just in this big funnel of emotion, right? And so for me, that's where writing became so Mm -hmm. eye-opening where I saw these dates of, that was exactly six months ago. Like I just had a a huge six-month process yesterday end where I was able to look at my photo albums. Mm -hmm. I was able to look at moon phases and I was able to look at some transits and all of a sudden things made so much more sense where instead of, you know, like, because it's so true. It's like, do we always just get a breath of fresh air? And then we just dive right back in (laughs) and it's another phase of healing. And I think that's completely up to us. And I think if that's what we want our life to be of consistent unfolding and magic and, you know, really pushing what we can do in this lifetime, then that is, that is what we do. That is, it's, it, we have to see the beauty in it before it just spins us out of control. So I love your step one, find your physical body, move yeah. energy always, right? If we can't, it's the foundational pieces. And I think we are tapping into this beautiful feminine awakening but mm-hmm. if we do not complement that with a beautiful masculine awakening within ourselves, then we very much will just become kind of this pendulum swinging of consistent, I don't know, you know, this, I feel really good days versus I'm always having kind of this balance, which is the journey I've been learning so much, right? That balance, that middle. Yeah, absolutely. You know that that's that's exactly it. That writing it down, regardless of your if you're a writer or if you're producing some kind of creative project or a book or whatever. I mean, I just think journaling on its own, for the sole sake of pattern recognition in our lives, is so critical. You know exactly what you said to to write it down, to date it, put it aside, write it down, to, and then at some point, this is very much uh, the artist's way kind of method, the daily pages, at some point to go back and reread those things and be like, oh my gosh, it's just so obviously clear. I've been asking for a trumpeter tree in my backyard for all of these months. I've been, I've been complaining about um, this XYZ toxic person. That's done clear I don't like how many more months do I have to write about that before I put a boundary around that and set myself free um oh 
all this time I've been wondering what I should do professionally. And every single thing that I wrote talked about photography or visioning or whatever. And I, I've never thought about that or seen that for myself. Like the power of that pattern recognition for me is one of, one of my main sources of intuition, actually, outside of writing things down and seeing them. Like I can just feel and see that around me. Adding the the visual component of like seeing it on the page is just, it makes it unmistakable. And there's a real, real power to, to that kind of recognition that can, that can set us free and have, and, and have us in a, put us into that really balanced place. As you said, we have to look at when our last podcast was, that might be a fun cycle in and of itself. <laughs> I just thought of that. I'm yeah. like, I bet that was probably six months ago to the date. And I wonder, we'll have to look and I'll put it in the intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I so agree. It's the symbolism. It's the awareness. It's the opening of the eyes in a way that you can just get more and more clarity on just by seeing your day-to-day in a, in a magic way, right? And I think that that's what, is this discovery, it's not necessarily the creative output, right? It's not necessarily the end product or what you're birthing. It is the idea of you are having the most fun because being creative is just who we are as humans. And all of us have this, we are meant to be creators. And it's so much of the refocus, the, the death of the end product and the, the rebirth or this awareness of the magic that happens in the in-between and the beauty that can become joyous, right? Because ultimately we're all searching, fighting, looking for a happier life, like yeah. to feel more ourselves, to feel more blissful, to feel less crazy, to feel less dramatic and have less drama in the day-to-day physical world, which I believe, just like you said, it has to start with this awareness of like, I'm seeing things, I'm tracking things. And therefore, I can put this puzzle piece together myself, not by consistent outputs coming in really quickly, you know, and consumption of more things and seeking Mm -hmm. of more external physical things, right? That, That there has to be an end to that just at some point of how much we do consume searching for the answers. And, and I think, yeah, that's all the work that it's just this awareness of, Oh, I do have it. It's right here. (laughs) Yeah. It's really interesting because the searching for answers that, that that often leads me to a place of stuckness. Like um, I've got to make a decision or should it be this one or that one? Or I wish I had the answer to this so I could figure out that in my life. Or I, I, I have, really noticed a strong pattern for me that when I'm stuck inside that search for an answer, like I really wish I knew what this book was going to be or what this business project, how it was going to form or, you know, when I'm really looking for that and there's a stuckness feeling to it, usually that's my first sign, like my first sign that I've gotten off track because when I'm in that mode there's a there's an expansiveness of of the big questions that's missing that I've like quietly let slip out the door. And when I'm struggling, like, you know, I really do believe in flow and getting into a place of of worth of ease. And when I find myself 
struggling for those answers, it's like, oh, I need to create space. I need to think bigger. Like it probably actually has nothing to do with the answer for that, whatever I'm asking about. It's There's probably something much bigger that wants to come in. That's always one of the first signs that I'm off track. Whenever I get nitpicky, whenever I feel stuck like that, then it's like, oh, something, go bigger, go bigger. Think bigger, be uh. bigger allow your energy to get bigger. Um, you're not supposed to be futzing around with the decision about this toxic relationship or that or whether you should set a boundary on the phone with your mother or like it's it is way bigger there is something way bigger for you to have come through your body than that go bigger oh Mm -hmm. my god that's good (laughs) it's just like an instant it's kind of the decision of just decide it's this reality check of like, what are those little phrases we can put in our head when those things spiral? Because that's the thing we need most is that stopping point. The, how do I get out of this? You know, I'm, it, you know, you're walking, you're trying to do the tricks of like throwing things one hand to the other and getting in nature and grounding. But I also just, that's going to be my, my new one, Steph, just go bigger. Just go bigger. Mm-hmm. Just like let bigger. your energy get more expansive and, and larger. And whatever that situation is, is going to, is going to, the decision is already made. It's going to resolve on its own. It's going to do what it's going to do. But meanwhile, if you're, if your energy gets bigger and your expansiveness is available to you or spaciousness is available to you, then, then bigger things can come through. Like the things that really want your attention, you know, and deserve it and are ready for you to bring to to the world, right? That's what's, what our throat chakra is meant to be used for, what our heart is meant to be used for, what our solar plexus, you know, all of these things that are just waiting and we spend so much time kind of digging out. So I I think that's the perfect answer. I'm so excited for your writing workshop in a couple of days. Thank you for (laughs) jumping in on this and being our, being our March highlight of the month, the intuitive, intuitive writing workshop and all of the amazing things you're doing. Thank you for who you are. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to to be in orbiting this big spinning globe at the same time as you. It really is. Definitely wasn't the first time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Steph.